Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me as I preach the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, I give thanks. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, grant a spirit of grace on this message, a spirit of grace. And let us only see Jesus. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. How shall we begin? What will get our hearts and minds off of all that's going on and get our minds on Jesus? Can you do that? Can you set aside all that you have to do today and get your mind on Jesus? How about Kathy Mai singing Holy Ground? Let's get ready for the Lord to minister. Kathy? Grow. 
who lives in another state, who texted me a while back. She had an issue that she could not overcome, and she decided she needed to ask for help. She said she had had a fever for over a week, and she could not get rid of it. She'd be fine for a little while, and then it would come back. And she was suffering from it. She was sick. And she texted me, and she told me the problem. And the Spirit of God came up in me, and I said, You know what? Tonight, because we praise God every night for an hour. Tonight, Dorn prays, and you're watching. I said, I'm going to join my faith with yours. And we're going to beat this thing together. The Apostle Paul said, mutual faith will comfort both of us. Well, I went to praise that night, believing with her. And about two-thirds through that program, I got a text. And she said, Kathy, it's fear. It's fear. I text her back. I said, well, come out in Jesus' name. Do you know what it did? Do you know our faith together overcame her fever and she was healed and she hasn't had it since. She's back to normal. Mutual faith. Now, mutual faith in what? We have always told, believe God, have faith. Have faith in what? What do we have faith in? Just like I have said for the last weeks, it'll show you where Jesus tells us exactly what to have faith in. Mark 1, again, verse 14. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and do what? Repent you and do what? Believe the gospel. Believe. Believe the gospel. Trust in the gospel. Commit to the gospel. Adhere to the gospel. That's what we put our faith in. Jesus said it right here. Repent. Change the way you're thinking. Change your will. Don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you feel. Don't believe what you hear. Don't believe your circumstances. But to do what? Change from that and believe the gospel. And that's what we did. We didn't trust in how she felt. We didn't trust in what we saw. We didn't trust in her feelings. No. We didn't look at that. We believed the gospel. We trusted in the gospel. And she was healed. She was healed. Do you want that? Do you want the power of God in your life, the kingdom? Do you want to see the works of God? Do you want to know God? It's in the kingdom. And like I've shared before, the kingdom of God is with power. It says in 1 Corinthians that the kingdom of God is not just in word, it's in power. It was power that got rid of her favor. It was power that cast it out. The kingdom of God is within you. It's down here in the belly. It's not in the head. It's in the belly. The kingdom of God is within you. And you know what? That kingdom in her and that kingdom in me comforted each other and she was healed. That is the kingdom of God. And how do we get it? Jesus said, repent you. Change the way you're thinking. Don't look at what you see. Don't look at what you hear. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't rely on those, but believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Now, again, again, what is the gospel? 1 Corinthians 14 defines it. 
Verse 1, moreover, brethren, the Apostle Paul speaking, I declare unto you the gospel. And you're saying, here she goes again. Yes, and one of these days, you're going to be listening, and the light's going to come on. And not only is the light going to come on, but you're going to start seeing the power. You're going to start seeing it working in your life. Revelation, understanding to commit to this gospel will get you saved. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. She was saved from that fever. And if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. And verse 3, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. And here is the definition of what we're supposed to believe in. That how Christ died for our sins. What did he die for? He died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried. And that he was raised again the third day, according to to the scriptures. That is what we put our trust in. That is what we adhere to. That is what we repent and believe. We believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. We're going to look at that a little closer because we need to understand in the heart. You have to understand that the power does not come from the head. The power is going to come from within you. It's going to come from your belly. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So we have to get the revelation, the understanding where we can use it in the heart. Now, let's go to the beginning. John 1, verse 1. Let's see what came to earth. It says, in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Who was with God? Who was God? The word. Now, verse 3, all things were made by him. By who? By the word. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Do you see that? All things were made by him, by the word. And without him was not anything made that was made. And then verse 4, in him was life. In him, in the word was life. And the life was the light of men. In the beginning, in the beginning was the word. Now, go down to verse 14. Verse 14 And the Word, and the Word that was in the beginning with God and was God, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The one that was with God and God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He was made flesh. Now, how was he made flesh? Go with me to Hebrews 10. I spoke about this before. Hebrews 10 verse 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, who? Jesus. Jesus cometh into the world. 
Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice an offering thou wouldest not, but a body. A body hast thou prepared me. Jesus needed a body. And God had a body for him. And how did that body start? That body started as one cell. And it started when it was conceived in Mary's womb. One cell, there's your body. That's the body God prepared for Jesus, the Word. It became flesh. It became a cell in Mary's body, and it grew. It grew. And I'll go on. Verse 6, it says, In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Now, look at verse 9. Then said he, Jesus said this, Jesus said, thou hast prepared me a body. And Jesus said, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. Jesus was given a body and he was made flesh. And he came to do what? He came to do the father's will. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, He sent His only begotten Son. His only begotten Son. He was conceived in Mary, and He became a man. Go with me to Philippians 2. Let's see about this flesh. Let's see about who the Word becoming flesh. What did He have to do? He had to obey the will of God. God gave him a body. He had to come in a body. Jesus was going to need that body, and he was going to need that body for you and I. And you know where that body started from? We will find later it's the seed of Abraham. All right, let's go to Philippians 2, verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So these next passages, these next verses are going to talk about Christ Jesus, our Messiah. And verse 6, who, who, being in the form of God, who? Christ Jesus, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. You see that? Being in the form of God. And he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But then what did he do? Now, he is in the form of God, and he didn't think it was robbery to be equal with God. But what did he do? The next word, but. But. Some of the most strongest messages, some of the most Profound truths in the Word of God are just little two and three letters big. But he was in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but. But what? But made himself of no reputation. If you look at those words up in the concordance and in other versions, those words mean he emptied himself. Do you hear that? He emptied himself. Now, before I go on, do you have the courage to believe the word of God? 
Do you have the courage to believe the God above what you were taught, above what you heard, above the movies you've seen or the books that you've read? We're going to put that all aside and we're going to just look at the word of God because the word of God, Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. And they also said, the word of God is from everlasting to everlasting. The world will come to an end, but the word of God will go on. And you know who the word is? The word is Jesus. So let's look at this. But made himself of no reputation, emptied himself. The new revised standard says, but emptied himself. The NIV says, rather, he made himself nothing. He made himself nothing. Being in the form of God, he made himself nothing. Emptied himself. Emptied himself of what? Of all his divinity. Of all his godly powers. He had to. He had to. God provided him a body. And he emptied himself of all his godly powers. Why? Let's go on. But made himself of no reputation, emptied himself, became nothing, divested himself of all his divinity, laid down all his godly powers. No longer was he able to create. No longer was he able to be everywhere at once. No longer was he able to know everything. Why did he empty himself? Let's go on. And took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, Jesus became a man. He became a man. That's what it means why the word became flesh. He became a man, just like you and I. No power. That's what he emptied himself from. No power. He became a man. He was still Jesus, the spirit of Jesus that came out from the Father. He was still inside the spirit of Jesus, but he had a body and he had no power. He says here, he laid it down, and we'll see that in some other areas too. He became a man and humbled himself. Why? Why did he humble himself? Became obedient unto death. He became obedient unto death. I hope you have a Bible in front of you, and I hope you're looking at these words. And I hope that you'll go to my website, kdwol.com, and listen to these messages over and over, because every time you hear them, you're going to learn, have something new revealed to your heart. It said, Jesus became a man and became obedient obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He came out from God. He was in the form of God. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he emptied himself of all that godliness and became a man. Why? It says right here, became obedient unto death. Jesus had to die. And our God can't die. 
Our God can't die. Do you hear that? Our God can't die. Somebody had to die for you and me. So the Father sent Jesus. And what was the Father's will? What was God's will that Jesus said, I'm going to come and do thy will, O Lord? The Father's will was that he become obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Somebody had to die. And God sent his only begotten son to die for you and I. Isn't that the love of God? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son to die in our place so that we could live with the Father, so we could become sons of God. Isn't that beautiful? That is our God. Now, let's take a look at that again. Let's go to Hebrews 2. I'm going to begin in verse 14. It says, for as much then, you got your Bible? Do you got the courage to believe this? For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. You and I have flesh and blood. It says he also likewise took part of the same. You and I have flesh and blood and bones. And it says in Hebrews, the writers of Hebrews writes right here, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, who? Jesus, likewise took part of the same. Took part of the same. Jesus needed flesh and blood. Why? That through death, He might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Here again, it shows Jesus had to lay down his godly abilities so he could die. So he could die. That baby that was in a manger, that the angels celebrated that was our Savior, Christ our Savior, how was he going to save us? He was going to die for us. That's how he was going to save us. That's how he was going to save you. It says, through the death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death all their lifetime were subject to bondage. Verse 16. For verily he took on not him the nature of angels. He didn't become an angel. He that has in the form of God laid all that down, emptied himself, and he took on him the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham. Do you know what? Abraham died. Abraham died. Jesus took on the seed of Abraham. He became like Abraham. He became like you and I. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. He became just like you and I. Wherefore, in all things, all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That's why he did lay down all his power. 
so he could become just like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. Why? To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. We will see as we go on that Jesus became just like you and I so that he for us could take the punishment of the cross. And like I said, our God can't die. Jesus had to die. So he had to become like us so he could die for us. Jesus loved us, laid down that life God gave him for us so that we might become just like Jesus, sons and daughters of God. Do you want to know him? Do you want to walk in the power that he brings? Do you want to be able to hear him, to have him direct your paths, to have him forgive you, to have him deliver you, to have him take away all those sins that bother you day and night? Well, that's what he came to do. Do you know it says that he didn't come to condemn. He came to save. He came to save. And he came to save you. Do you want to know him? Do you want to be born again? Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come in to my heart. Become Lord of my life. Teach me. Lead me, fix me, and I ask this in your name, amen. That is a prayer he always hears, and that is a prayer he will always answer, amen, amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would like to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. That's kd at kdwol.com. Or you can write her at Kathy Davidson, Post Office Box, 94 1925, Plano, Texas, 75094. You can also find her on the internet at her website kdwol.com and on Facebook and also YouTube. Until next time, God bless.